0: In just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? Ryan, I've got the taste of Capri Sun in my mouth. It's a beautiful Los Angeles evening, and we're recording episode 10 of Super Cast. Yes, Praise be, episode 10. On the podcast, we are going to be talking about our trip to Area 51. We're, we're going to talk about UFOs. We're going to talk about how Nevada was. Maybe maybe we'll talk about our, our beliefs in the extraterrestrial and what is out there, because that is always a fun topic, so let's get right into it. Uh, double digits. <laughs> Entertainment and, and the media tell me that 10 is a big deal. Yay! <laughs> Let's, let's somewhere out there, someone just uh, sent a balloon off into the sky for us.
2: Oh, one of those Chinese lantern things?
1: Yeah, and they, they drew our pictures on I it. I want
2: to do was... that. I've never done that.
1: I, I saw some recently, actually. I don't remember where I saw them, but I saw I thought it was a UFO, and I freaked out for a second, but... Well, speaking of UFOs. Yeah, speaking of of UFOs. Yeah, we, uh... What we, do we do, Ryan? <laughs> we drove six
2: hours out of our way from Los Angeles to the middle of the Nevada desert to go to Area
1: 51. Area 51. Now, for those of you who aren't from America or maybe just don't know what Area 51 is somehow, Area 51 is a government base in the middle of the Nevada desert that is super famous for how top secret it is and also the main reason it's famous is because of aliens. It is associated with aliens, with UFO culture as the, you know, alien base where the, the government allegedly keeps aliens, UFOs, stuff like that. It's an Air Force base.
2: And so they keep like weaponry there because they do a uh, weapon testing, yeah. They have there. like
1: nuclear shit there. They have the it, I, either way, whether there's aliens there or not, it is a huge top security base that is super, super, super secure.
2: Yeah, and just to give you guys an idea of how secure this place is, basically, um, we'll get into the details of these gates, but I just need there's two gates that we went to the front gate and the back gate. The front gate. Um, is just a borderline with signs that say, hey, if you cross this line, you'll go to jail for six months or be fined $1,000. And that's not the checkpoint. The checkpoint is two miles down that road, then you'll get to the checkpoint. And then six miles down the road, that's where you get to the base. And they have helicopters patrolling the perimeter to make sure hikers and other people
1: don't get into the base or anything. Because um, you, you can get shot if you uh, accidentally wander in there. Yeah, they, they, they have they, they permission shoot to shoot you. you. Yeah.
2: And, of course, there's the camo dudes that rest on top of the hill at the front
1: gate. It's guys that, that wear all camo. They have, like, AR-15s. And what they do is they drive around in these white uh, pickup trucks. And every time, when, whenever you show up to one of these gates or you get close to the base, you'll see them, like, appear on a hill in the distance. And they'll just sit there and just watch you to make sure you're not doing anything you shouldn't be doing. Yeah, They're going somewhere You shouldn't be going because... If you cross that line, because they don't take their eyes off of you when when you're there, and if you cross that line, they will very quickly come and point their guns at you, and you're not gonna have a good time. So no. This trip started. It was it was about five in the morning, and 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 I just like this idea popped in my head. I'm like, let's go to. I, I've always wanted to go to Area 51. So I text Ryan like, Ryan, let's let's go to Area 51. And literally the next day, we were packing our things and getting in the car and driving to Area 51. Now. There is not an address for these places. No. You cannot find them by searching it on Google Maps. You have to go to, like, websites and find the coordinate points to get to these places. Websites
2: specifically dedicated to Area 51.
1: Yeah. so, So you have to find, like, the coordinates to these places and drive way out in the middle of the desert. Because literally where we were... There was not civilization for about 13 miles, and then that civilization was a town of 50 people, and that's the only civilization around for for so long. Yeah, so that civilization of 50 people, that's out –
2: like, that's 13 miles away. We were 13 miles away from civilization. We were at the back gate. Rachel, which is where we were staying at the Little Alien, that is 30 miles away from a gas station – 80 miles away from uh, a grocery store. And these are the closest of the kind.
1: Yeah. It, it's literally just a big, flat desert. Super hot, by the way, with just a bunch of trailers stuck in the middle of it. And that's where we stayed. We actually stayed at this place, this famous little place called the Little Alien. Get yep. it? It's like inn, like a hotel. Aha. But, but um, so So we pull up to this place, and it is a collection of trailers... Uh, just right in the middle of this sandy desert, and we we pull up. There's a big sign. They've they've got like a fake alien. They've got a tow truck that has like a big uh, replica UFO hanging from the back of the tow truck, which is actually pretty cool. So it was it was definitely a really interesting place. And I, and I would even say that this trip to uh, Nevada um, and to see Area Fifty One and everything, I think that is honestly one of the coolest trips I have ever been on. Oh yeah, bar it, none. It is definitely.
2: I don't know. Just like I've been to Costa Rica, I've been on like six cruises. I've been to um, Costa Rica. I've been to like all these kind of like you know usual vacation spots. Um, and going out in the middle of the desert, there's something so special about it that I think it's it, it trumps those to me honestly because, because,
1: because it's it, it's not conventional. It's like different, you know. Yeah, it's not a regular vacation.
2: You're out in the middle of the desert, and at night, since there's no there's no like civilization really except for this little town and the lights are dim so you can see all the stars oh in the God, sky the, the sky is beautiful you can see the milky way you can see constellations i only know of the big dipper and little dipper uh that's well i know of more but those are the only ones i can actually find in the sky yeah but you can see so much and what else can you see in the sky
1: oh okay so the airspace around rachel nevada and around area 51 is completely shut off to commercial flights and believe it, it's even shut off to military flights. The only access to the airspace around there is designated Area 51 aircraft. So once the sun set, the stars started to come out and Ryan and I were, were just walking around the desert and all of a sudden we started to see lights in the sky and, and these aren't like regular lights, like not regular planes. These are different shapes of lights, different colors. They have different blinking patterns from regular planes. Some of them were just solid, solid glowing lights. And yeah. and they, they started to grow in number until at some point, I'd say there were like seven of them at once. Oh, yeah. That they would just f- way, way up in the atmosphere. You'd see them just flying around, doing all these crazy turns and stuff super fast. They go incredibly fast. But, but, it, but at nighttime, Ryan and I would just go out and sit at this picnic table. And we would just watch as like... Dozens of, of these lights would just soar around the sky, and, and they would some of them would even change colors, which was really interesting. Yeah, like like they're not UFOs because you, you can hear like the plane sounds really far away. You you can yeah. hear that they're jets. I, I was hoping that we would see like a like a real UFO, like something like what is that? I think but, that would fuck me up for life.
2: I it would amaze me, but like for the rest of my life, I think I would somewhat go crazy because I couldn't get people to actually believe me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but so so when, when we got to when we got to Rachel and we got to the little alien, um, we we went to the main trailer, and the main trailer is this big. It's, well, it's not really a trailer. It's more like a little complex that has a bar and a restaurant inside, mm-hmm. and the inside is just plastered with just like printed out pictures of aliens, printed out pictures of UFOs. They had a bunch of like alien dummies and stuff. Um, really interesting place. Really weird, kind of run down little UFO freak type of place and and you go in and the first thing you see is you see a bar and the people that are out here in this part of the desert are not regular people. These people are, they're, they're, they're either really weird tourists or they're like, I don't know, dude, they're... Almost like trailer trash. I mean, I, I sound mean saying that, but everyone out there was so bizarre.
2: Yeah, m- well, most of the people we saw were definitely locals because, I mean, the town's only, what, 54 50 people, 54 people yeah. technically. And, of course, you get the tourists that go there, but, like, the people that we were seeing with their dogs and stuff, they were just sitting out there. Just... Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's like a big fat dude, like, sitting Missing in, like, a chair. Missing a lot of his chair. Yeah, with the ridiculous, like dumb look on his face who was there for like six hours straight just sitting out there it was hot by the way nevada is really fucking hot a dry heat it's
2: much better than uh, like the south carolina humidity yeah definitely. but like it's definitely
1: dry just like like, takes the breath out of you yeah it's like being in an oven it's like oh my god like though when we uh the first time we got out of the car it was so i could take a little pee pee on the side of the road in the desert I got out and I was like in disbelief by how hot it was. It I was would have just loved scorching. it if like
2: steam started coming up from your pee.
1: That, that reminds me when my dad was in the army in Alaska. He said like when they would pee on the trails in Alaska, it would freeze the second it hit the ground. And really? they And they could make like statues with their piss, like ice sculptures because they could just like, st- like build it up. That makes it scary because what if it like... It just froze too fast and goes right up your dick like And you and you <gasps> have to
2: like take a little mini mallet and like smash it within your dick. And, oh. and then you got shards of pee, like you got shards of your own urine sticking in
1: your oh. urethra. Well, that's a nice image of, of pointy things of my urethra. But uh but
0: but back to Nevada.
1: <laughs> yeah, so so we get there and um, you know, I had to like sign all the stuff for us to stay in the room. I think it was only like fifty dollars or something, but 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 there are a bunch of really interesting locals. The locals of this place are are quite characters. I guess that's the only way I can describe them.
2: That's that's how I would, like, I told you why we were there. It's like, this seems like an act. It seems like we're almost at Disney World because I'm like, no one talks like this.
1: But they did. Yeah. It, it, was, it was really weird. I guess that's how people are out in the deep middle of the desert. And if anyone's listening to this that lives in the deep middle of the desert, I'm sure they know what we're talking about because I'm sure they've encountered... Many of these types of people. Yeah, because like the woman at the bar, she was just kind of like she would she would tell us
2: the moment you get on three seventy five, they got facial recognition, they know everything about you, they know your mothers, they know everything that you've done, and it's like, oh, okay, I'm I'm sure that you know what you're saying is one hundred percent factual.
1: A lot of very like conspiracy theorist people out there, because a lot of the people out there are very. I don't know. There's a big UFO culture, and I love like the whole UFO culture of America with these kind of like just
2: like the unknown culture. In yeah, general.
1: the the you know the people that like chase the wild unknown stuff, and there were a lot of those people out there. And um, so basically, you're gonna see a lot of this in our vlog that uh, is coming out soon. Saturday, uh, hopefully Saturday. Yeah, basically instead of staying in a motel. They have a bunch of trailers, and you stay in a trailer that's, like...
2: A shared trailer. So yeah. So there's probably, like, two rooms in each.
1: And, and we had two other people staying in the trailer with us, yeah. but...
2: You share a bathroom, a fridge, a microwave.
1: Yeah, but, but it's, it's really dated stuff. Like, they got, a, they got a VCR, a really old tube TV, and...
2: Uh... They gave you a Ziploc bag with coffee grounds in it so you can make coffee.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but but we get into our room. It looks like it's out of, like, 1991, and, um, you know, we put all our stuff down and then we're like, hey, let's go to the back gates of Area 51 because we had already been to the front gates mm-hmm. at this time. So we got instructions on how to get to the back gates. So basically, like you have to get out of Rachel and then you have to drive down a dirt road for about 13 miles. And, and this, this dirt road is just desert. There's nothing around you. And you just watch the town fade away behind you as you drive away. Yeah, And it's, it's eerie because there's nothing around.
2: I don't think I've ever been that secluded.
1: I don't think I have either. Never. You're, you're just so far away from everything. You're miles and miles. But if, if, let, let's get this straight.
2: If an emergency happened, it would take the sheriff two and a half hours just to get down there.
1: Yeah, because there's only one sheriff around here and he's in this town called Alamo Nevada which is what 45 minutes away yeah so the only sheriff is like 45 minutes away from
2: this town but he's going to take his time he's not coming right then and there
1: yeah so they so the woman that was running the restaurant and the bar told us that about three times a week uh tourists will go to area 51 and they'll cross the line about three times a week that'll happen probably
2: it's- cross it way too far cuz yeah. we've seen videos of people crossing the line before but I'm, I'm I bet these people just go full body in the base like like
1: they actually like get duck under and like start walking in yeah which is really stupid because there's security cameras that will follow your every move they turn and, and look at you so if you walk away they'll turn and stare right at you which was really creepy when we discovered they were doing that but um people cross it about three times a week and the guards as you can tell that's that's a big no-go so they get arrested and they have to call the sheriff to come deal with them so the sheriff has to drive like an hour to to rachel and the woman said like He hates doing it, so he's gonna make it worth his time. So before he picks up the people that get arrested, he stops at the bar, he gets a burger. He talks with everyone, has a good time, and then drives 15 miles out in the middle of the desert to go pick the people up. And she said that by the time the sheriff usually gets there, the people are, like, blistered, their sunburned, you know. She described it as
2: second-degree burns. Part of me just thinks that she's, like, helping them, just kind of, like, that advice of hers is helping them out. No one is hears this. Yeah, if you cross that line, they'll hold you to the ground. You'll get second-degree burns. They'll hold you there for two and a half hours until the sheriff gets here. The sheriff will take his time. So have fun. I don't think anybody in their right mind will be like, okay, I'm going to test it now.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, like, um, there there are these buildings, um, like small little bunkers behind the gate with very tinted windows you cannot really see inside. I saw one shadow move inside the building at one point, but inside there are guards watching you when you're at the gate, and they're just watching, waiting. If you step over that line, they're going to come out with guns loaded, and they're going to arrest you because— There's a lot of signs that say, like, do not go beyond this point. And if you go beyond the point, you're stupid because it clearly says, do not go beyond this point.
2: There's actually a video on YouTube of a family, uh, like, being held at gunpoint. And they tell them the family to turn around. And, like, they make the father, like, walk backwards to them. And it's crazy. Like, security is taken seriously. And it's not just this, like, whole thing where it's, like... You know, you know, they're just trying to intimidate people. It's like, no, they're fucking serious, because they're guarding a weapons testing base in an Air Force base that is also known for being secretive. Aliens. So, like, yeah. And it's like, why wouldn't they act like that? And people who test that, like, I don't know. I, I'm, I wouldn't test a $1,000 fine just to step over the line. And, now, and but, I, but, I, but I will say that I did secretively just kind of touch my back heel over the line at the front gates just to say I crossed the Ryan, border. they're coming. They're going to come for <laughs> you now.
1: They're probably at the, at the bunker right now just listening to this podcast like, wait a second.
2: <laughs> wait, is that Ryan and Matt from Super Mega?
1: Send out the choppers, boys. <laughs> you know, the reason we went was to make our Pokemon Go video. and uh, Really fun to make. Oh, super fun. If you haven't checked it out yet, it is on our channel. It is Pokemon Go at Area 51. However, um, the servers were down the first time we went, so we decided, you know what, Let's let's take a chance. Let's go back to the gate in the dead of night. Very scary. Very scary idea. But it's like, how often can we can we do this?
2: A lot of strange shit happened on our way to the base at night. Yeah. You like, remember driving the owl? That like, at night? Yeah, we were driving down, and there were a bunch of rabbits that were going across the street. And then all of a sudden... We're driving down, then we see this figure in the middle of the road. It's an owl, not looking at us. It's faced the opposite direction of us, and we drive by it. I have to swerve a little out of its way, and it doesn't even bother. It doesn't It, it doesn't I, look at us just, once? Yeah,
1: it just stays still. And finally it just flew away without even looking at us. Like, we were probably two or three feet from it with the headlights right on it, and it couldn't care less. It wouldn't even look at us, and then it just flew away. And we were like, oh, that's creepy. But we, we, we kept driving down this road, and a rabbit would f- f- run out in front of us every, like, Three seconds. It would like,
2: zigzag. And I'm
1: like, I'm just going straight. Just peel off to the right, dude. Yeah, they, they like, you'd see one on the side of the road and he'd look at you and then run out in front of you and be like, oh, geez, should I run in front of the car or not? Okay. 50% of the time, they choose to run in front of the car. But yeah. we see the lights of the gates in the distance. We finally show up after about like 15, 10 minutes. Um, and we get there and it's creepy. It's the middle of the desert, pitch black. The only lights are the stars and this little gate with checkpoints. It's got flashing red lights and big floodlights shining down. And uh, we get out. It's 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 completely silent. By the way, the desert is so silent. Like I have never been somewhere so quiet. It you sounded can... like a
2: nice recording studio.
1: Yeah, it did. Like like there, there's nothing. It sounded so great. Like we if we recorded our podcasts out in the middle of the desert, it'd probably sound better than our living room. <laughs> <laughs> but but we get out there and we're shooting our thing, and then and then what happened, Ryan? Well, okay. So I was setting up a shot and I went to go turn off
2: my car. So, you know, cause I didn't want to waste gas or just have the car on blah, blah, blah. Um, so I went to go turn off the car and all of a sudden, as I'm about to set up the next shot for Matt, the floodlights turn off. It freaked me the fuck out. Oh, it it terrified me. The lights went out. Then it's pitch black in the middle of the desert with only these ominous red circular lights flashing, and they don't illuminate much. It's just to be like, hey, this is a stop sign. You should stop here.
1: Yeah, that's it. They're the lights that are on the little uh, rail that lifts up, the little gate that lifts up. Yeah. And and when they and they shut the lights off on purpose. They it's weird because you know we're out there and there's guys inside this little bunker that are watching us on the security cameras. And I think that when they saw we had flashlights and we were filming and stuff. And I think that when they saw you were going to – because your car was on, so I think they were hoping we would just stop and then leave. Yeah. But I think when they saw you turned your car off, they realized, like, oh, they're planning on staying. So I think that they shut the lights off to say, like, go away. Don't be filming around here. And it's
2: hard to film. Like, we had the flashlight and everything, but it it would – I don't know. It just – Honestly, it's not going to be like, yeah, it would be hard to film in the dark. It just freaked us the fuck out, and they obviously didn't want us there, and so we thought it was probably best that we kind yeah, of –
1: Yeah, I think they're intimidating us, like yeah. trying to make us go away. And, but this, the second those lights shut off and we're, it's just pitch black, we were just like, well, time to leave. And we and quickly got in the car and just in- –
2: Intimidation is on their side just strictly because we're out in the middle of nowhere. We have no help. We have no help. Like if, if something happened to us, regardless if they caused it or not, it would be hard to get anyone out there in time to like help us or save
1: us, like that type of thing. Even if I got a flat tire, that would be terrible. And just the fact that it's Area 51 is incredibly intimidating in, yeah. a, in itself. So so as soon as those lights went off, we got back in the car and we peeled out of there. And they kept the lights off for um, – I'm, I'm assuming they turned them back on after we left. But it's not like they were turning them off because it's like a certain time of night. They definitely did it on purpose at a certain time to make us go away, and I'm pretty sure they turned them back on because I I did some research and apparently online um, it's happened to other people like that have been there at night. They shut the lights off to make them go away. So yeah, that's that. But that was really fucking scary. Yeah. The prospect of
2: whether you believe in aliens or not, just the prospect that there's a possibility. You have to say that there's at least somewhat of a possibility that at Area 51 there's some there's people there with some knowledge. Of extraterrestrial life.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. People think, like, you know, if you believe in aliens, you're weird or you're crazy. But I I, want to say the opposite. I want to say it's crazy to not believe in aliens for this reason. There are trillions and trillions of planets in the universe. To say that not one – to say that we're the only ones that were lucky enough to develop life, to say that not one other planet somewhere out there that's orbiting a star – at least has developed bacteria or plants or just had the right conditions for life. I think that's kind of crazy to say that that that's impossible, that we're the only ones out of trillions, literally trillions. That's such a big number of planets. When there's that many planets, I I think the odds of some of them supporting life, like, I I think they have to get lucky, but it definitely happens. And I think even NASA said something like they believe that there's millions of planets that have intelligent life out there. I mean... I mean, come on, like, the, there's the people that are like, oh, then why haven't we discovered it yet? It's like, do you know how shallow into the universe we can actually see? We we, we have not seen .00001% of the universe, and we yeah. never will. We'll never be able to. But by the time humanity ends, we, we will still have never seen more than a fraction of a millionth of the percent of the universe because it's so big, and there's so much stuff out there, so many stars and planets— and, and all that stuff. Now, I'm not saying, like, like when people think of aliens, they think of, like, little green men. Or they, they think of, like, gray aliens that come in, like, silver flying saucers. I'm not saying I believe in that stuff. But I'm saying I think it's, it's ignorant to, to discredit the fact that there is definitely life out there. Yeah. And, I mean, it's definitely possible that there's flying
2: saucers and these little yeah. uh, green or uh, gray men. But, like, I think what's also cool about alien life is that, you know, when ants look at us they can't really perceive us. What if there's like beings like that that are like similar in that aspect to where like we can't really comprehend their existence like, because we live on a different plane than they do.
1: Yeah, like like beings that exist on another dimension, you know, yeah. that are like more advanced than us that can I don't know, go through time and space and and stuff like that. It's like time is not a thing that exists to them. Hey, but we just can't comprehend them just like an ant can't comprehend a human. I mean, I mean there there is a lot of uh so many cases and documented cases of of you know UFOs, alien abductions, and I'm not saying those are all real, but but so many of them are so similar, and there's there's so many sightings where hundreds of people have witnessed the same thing and stuff like that. That it's definitely whether it's aliens or not, weird things do happen all the time.
2: You and I both have seen a bright green flash. Uh, yes. Behind Los Angeles
1: and over the ocean too. Uh, yeah. Well, you saw it behind, uh, over the ocean. I saw it behind the city of
2: Los Angeles.
1: Yeah. So it, it was late at night. Um, Probably, what, like half a year ago? Yeah. Uh, Ryan and I were sitting out on a back deck at nighttime, at probably like 2 in the morning, and I just, out, out over the ocean, there was a massive just green flash out over the Pacific Ocean, like just lit up the sky for a second.
2: It looks kind of like uh, the Iron Giant green flash. Yeah.
1: And the Iron Giant, when he shoots that thing, like, off on the horizon, it kind of looked like that. And I was like, whoa! Yeah, it happened about ten minutes later, Ryan missed it again, he thought I was insane, didn't believe me. But then, uh, was it like the next night, um, we were out on the back deck It was like, it was within a A week Two days or a
2: week, I'd say, definitely within a week. I was standing alone on the back porch, you were in your room. Yeah, I went,
1: I I went to bed at this point.
2: And I was looking out over the deck, just kind of relaxing, chilling out Max and relaxing, you know, all that good stuff, and, uh... All of a sudden, behind the city, I just see this massive, just green flash from behind the city. I don't know what that shit is. Like, I I want to say, oh, I was I was so totally stoned, and I imagined it. That, you know, I, I was so tired, I hallucinated it. But, like, I saw it, and I remember I saw it because, like, it affected me. Like, it made me jump, and I had to go back in my brain and be like, did I see that? Then it's, like, registered back to me, yep, you did see that. And I had to go up and tell you, and it's like... Is there like – I want to know like is there something that is just kind of natural sometimes that's rare that that happens because there's some like things Like an that,
1: atmospheric condition or yeah, something?
2: Yeah, because some things happen and they're very strange like that hum that can be heard all around the world every now and then. what You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, certain
1: parts of the world hear this low-frequency hum and, and and there's no way to like detect where it's coming from but everyone can hear this just low just mm, – it's creepy too.
2: Go look it up. Yeah, YouTube. it's called the hum. Go on uh-huh. Wikipedia. Look it up. I,
1: I don't know. Maybe it could be like – it could be government testing stuff out at sea or something around the desert, and you see the remnants of it of, of something like that. Or or it could be some weird uh, atmospheric phenomenon. Or or it could be it could be some some weird dimensional shit going on, Ryan. A, a, a vortex of some sort, of ripping time and space. Yeah, just aliens. Yeah, you know, you know. I hope aliens exist. I, I I hope that we've made contact with aliens. I like. I wish that it wasn't a secret. If we had, but but I think that, that would, that's so cool. If, if we somehow had some communication with another race of, of beings. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like speaking of things with the ocean and shit, um, I'm I'm I grew up in Charleston, South Carolina, which is famous for these massive sonic booms that come from way out at the ocean. These massive just explosive sonic booms. Uh, Every few months or so, it'll happen, and it'll shake everyone's windows, and no one knows where they come from. They don't... Just the middle of the day or nighttime, just this massive blast, and no one knows where it comes from. And it's like... Wait, wait where is this? Off the coast of Charleston. I mean, really? it happen, it happens Have you, off, you witnessed it? Yeah, I've heard it many times. It, they happen off uh, the East Coast a lot, just these massive, huge sonic blasts that shake everything, and no one knows where they come from. They, so,
2: it's a mystery. It's not like this is like just them testing no, something. No, no, the government
1: says it's not them. Well, I mean, of course, they'd say that, but like no nobody knows what it is. It'd be they're, like they're mete- huge.
2: meteors entering the atmosphere falling into the ocean.
1: No cuz they would detect that stuff yeah. like on, on radars and stuff. Okay, yeah. But it's just far out at sea these big <sighs> and it shakes like the windows rattle, it'll shake things. It's even registered it on uh, the, the Richter scale before cuz they've been so big. But no one knows. They I think they were documented even as far back as like the 1800s and shit. Oh wow. So There's a lot of theories on them I've read on Wikipedia, but, like, nobody knows where they've come from. And there have been really big ones before. And uh, we we overheard some people talking uh, when we were in Nevada uh, at a campfire. We heard some people talking about, like, how there were, like, massive sonic booms uh, earlier in the day nearby and stuff, which obviously would be from, like, jet testing and stuff. But, yeah, the the, the sonic booms that happen. I'm sure some of you in the comments have, uh, if you live near the coast, some of you have probably heard them before. Um, It's a big mystery, though. There's different theories, like... I heard one theory that had to do with like the electromagnetic field, like slipping and sliding for a split second or something. And then I heard another one about it's uh, it's oil companies um, sending massive ultrasounds, like sonic. They do a big sound blast down into the ocean floor to see if there's like oil. That's another one. And then of course there's like UFOs entering the atmosphere, and then government testing stuff offshore. But no one knows what it is, and no one's ever claimed responsibility for the booms. Or me
2: doing a cannonball due to my new weight. (laughs)
1: <laughs> just like someone out at sea with a cannon just <laughs> pff, shit you took that a literal cannonball oh <laughs> oh you meant like a
2: personal cannonball because of my newly gained weight
1: oh i didn't hear you say that i thought like you meant people was like...
2: like pointing out in the comment section by the way i know i get heavier it's my body i'm not stupid
1: hey guys ryan's getting fat <laughs> what a fat ass <laughs> oh also matt looks really tired and anorexic does he have cancer <laughs> yes <laughs> No. But yeah, I mean, uh, there, there's all sorts of weird phenomena that happen every day around the world that aren't explained and, and can't be explained and probably never will be explained. You know, A lot of them are hoaxes, and that's the problem. People, people like to stage hoaxes for publicity and attention, which, which makes it harder to credit. It, it makes the, the real events that happen more discredited and, and less people will believe them, which sucks if you're someone that witnesses something extraordinary and then no one believes you. That's got to be an awful feeling.
2: A lot of crazy shit happens. Humans do crazy stuff. To just to be like, no, it's not possible that our government would be hide- hiding information that there might be life somewhere else in our universe that contacted us one day. I, to- I would totally believe our government would hide that from us.
1: But Why be- wouldn't they? Because here's the thing. Um, I-, I read about this online because if you know me in person, you know that I love con- – I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I think I love reading about them. I love – 4chan I love. X or whatever. Yeah, I, I love going on there and reading all the creepy, weird things. I I love Bigfoot. I love aliens. I love that kind of stuff. I'm just I'm really into that Nessie. kind of stuff. Nessie. Yeah, Ryan Ryan likes Nessie a lot. I love Nessie. And I call me stupid. I totally believe in Bigfoot. You can call me as stupid as you want. It's just my personal belief. It's...
2: There are species of larger apes that have been like discovered. Not like they haven't seen them, but you know they had they did exist, and it could be the possibility that they went extinct. It's like... Well, it ten- or they became very endangered and are in the woods. Where these, you know, it's not like there's a whole crowd of people searching the woods. Yeah, I mean, for this we we learned,
1: if we learned anything in Nevada, it, there's a lot of wilderness that there's no people for miles and miles. So I don't know. I'm not. I don't know what's out there. I just think it's very interesting and, and very exciting. But – oh, yeah. I and mean, then there's like conspiracy – because, you know, you see videos online where it's like people on their deathbed exposing the secrets of Area 51 because the they were The CIA guy that we saw the yeah. other night. And people are like, well, if this is real, wouldn't the government take it down? But then there's the contrary, like, well – uh, if someone uploaded it and the government took it down, then that would kind of confirm that it's real. So maybe they leave it up and then people just think it's fake because they're like, oh, well, the government would have taken it down if it's real.
2: Well, yeah, the number one rule is like if someone's hiding something is suspicion. So it's like
1: if if, uh,
2: you know, if you go, hey, where are the cookies? Did you, are, did you save any cookies for me, Ryan? And I and I take the cookie jar and I'm like and I hide it. And I'm like, no. Where's the cookie jar, Ryan? You know, then it's probably obvious what what happened, Matt.
1: There, there, there were cookies here earlier, Ryan. Where'd they go? I don't know. I didn't know. Did you eat them, Ryan? No. No. Looks like uh, the the commenters think you ate them, Ryan. I can see you're like wait, you're getting in there. <laughs>
2: Fuckers. Fuck Fuck fucking immature children. I just
1: remember was, someone was like, I there was a comment one time that was like, I miss the old thin Ryan. It's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! That, I think that was on Syndigo where yeah, I saw that. That's so shitty though. It's just like. Fuck you. <laughs> I love that. I think we, we well, talked about this on, on a Syndigo podcast about the same fucking person, didn't we? Yeah. Well, like, I missed the old thin ride.
2: A lot of our fans are like they have no filter. I think they're, they're very young and they're –
1: Like, like we, we love you guys, but some of you guys just – It seems like you're just trying to find anything to complain about in our videos. And, and we appreciate all of the people who don't do that. But if you do that, it's kind of annoying. I mean we don't really care, but it, it does get a little annoying.
2: Oh, and you know what's hilarious, Matt? What? When the people, when we say, <laughs>
1: okay, get this, Matt, ready? Oh, are you yeah. ready?
2: When we say, ah, oh, they always comment about us not being good at the game. They're little, they're little assholes, and then they're, then they're like, they say not to comment about the game. You know, they they hear that and they're like, these guys are bad at this game, <laughs> even though they told me not to say that. It's like, haha, you're you're funny.
1: I, I love you, it. You
2: you you're you're not bantering with us because we don't know who you are.
1: I love like. Like, how people complain that we're not good at games. they're Like, that's kind of our thing is we're just really bad at games. You shouldn't come to our channel if you're if you're expecting people to be, be good at games. I think our main thing is just having fun with the shit, you know? Yeah, just, just have fun. Just goof around with it, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Two <laughs> friends just, just playing a game that they never played before and just having a good time. I don't know, like, I
2: I look at playthroughs and, like, while it's cool to see people that are skilled, like, the only people that are fun to watch that are actually skilled at a game are the people that are, like, blasting through uh, levels in speed runs or, like, can do these, like, you know, the no-scoping video, that type of stuff. Like, I, I don't know, I enjoy when people, like, go to an extent and it's like, wow, that would take hours for me to even try to do that. Well, here's the thing, we've said it in a Let's Play before, they have the opportunity to just kind of, like, see what's being played. We're experiencing some of this for the first time. Not only that, but they have seen other Let's Players play this game in different ways. And some of those ways progress further than our way, or, you know, whatever. It's just kind of like, so they have the benefit of seeing other people play the game, because I doubt if someone just played one of these games right off the bat, they'd be 100%, you know, okay with the mechanics and inner workings of the game.
1: I totally agree with you, Ryan. And you know what I just did? What? I uh, put some fresh oil in my Segway. Ooh. So why don't you just climb on here with me? <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, boy. I am um, driving the Segway to nowhere because I don't know exactly what to talk about. <laughs> Oh, we could talk about the end of the podcast. Oh, shit, the end of the
2: podcast? I know, these episodes are only in between 30 and 40 minutes. This is insane. They'll get longer when we have guests, probably. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Guys, honestly, like, if if you're like, guys, the podcast used to be much longer, like, make them longer. We're sorry, guys. Sometimes we literally just run out of things to talk about. We live with each other. We talk...
2: All the time to each other.
1: Yeah, so when we run out of things to talk about, it's not because we're getting cheap with our content or just like being like, eh, we're lazy. It's because there's only so much you can say creatively and then you reach a point when you just like your brain is kind of fried and everything else is just forced. So, you know, you usually want to end things before they become forced. You want to you know make it, you know know it feel saying?
2: smooth, all nice, be comfortable with it. Come we, on. We
1: want to give you guys the best quality content, the best fucking content. The best fucking content, you guys. Okay,
2: guys. This, this is, is fucking, fucking ins-
1: ridiculous. This is
2: fucking ridiculous, okay? <laughs>
1: All right, guys. Well, this has been episode 10 of Super Mega Cast. If you like what you heard, give it a subscribe. We do these episodes every single Thursday. Coming soon to iTunes. I swear to God, like literally (laughs) within the next week, I hope. Guys, I am so sorry.
2: (laughs) You always say this.
1: It's uh, going to be next week. I'll make good on my promise. I've been saying this since like the third episode. I'm like, yeah, coming next week. Uh, Let's just just put put me to shame (laughs) in the comments. I'm sorry, guys. It'll be on iTunes soon, so you guys can listen to it. wherever you want but thank you guys so much for listening uh we had a very fun talk about aliens and area 51 and stuff and if you like our content give us a subscribe and slap a like on this video and show your friends
0: angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well i absolutely love this because you know if you own a home